what? I got a fever. You give me fever. Fever. In the morning. A fever all through the night. Okay, folks, welcome to episode 20 of the Dynasty Fever podcast. I'm Brian. He's Scott. Uh, We're going to be reviewing week 13 action, talking about a few news and nuggets along the way. So, Scott, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Nervous about tonight's game, but uh, hoping for the best. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Scott is a Bills fan, a car carrying member of the of the Bills Mafia. They have a big game tonight against uh, New England. And yeah. uh, you, you're not feeling too great about things or, or what? Yeah, I just, I don't know. With the with the weather and the way both teams are built, I just think the better running backs on the other side probably decide it. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a close game due to the weather, but I just feel like the Bills might let this one go. Okay. Certainly an important game. So uh, we'll see what happens. So uh, just the last few weeks, we've kind of started out with each of us picking a, sort of a storyline or, or takeaway uh, to discuss uh, from this week's action. You want to go first? Sure. I'm going to just go with the with Tampa Bay Bucks and, and Tom Brady mm-hmm. um, and whether or not this this would be his last year. I'm not sure if it's going to be this year or not, but I think you can kind of already see a little bit of a decline. I know we had some good yardage totals uh, this week, but um, just doesn't seem quite as uh, like he can kind of like press, push the ball down the field quite as much. He's suffered a little bit compared to like last year where he's pretty much uh, unbeatable. So I think, um, I mean, he's 43 years old, so I think if this isn't his last year, which I could see him playing one more year after this. So, And I think uh, Gronk is probably going to follow whatever Brady does. So if Brady retires this year, goodbye Gronk. If he retires next year, goodbye Gronk. But I wouldn't um, – I would say at, at most next year is going to be – is going to be it for both of them. But um, I like Kyle Trask, all that being said, too. So I'm not too worried about Godwin if he stays and Evans. I think um, I think Trask will, will fit in fine. I, I trust the Arians to develop him. So it's, it's really just whether or not you got Brady and or Gronk and, and what you do with them now. And in my opinion right now, if you have one or both of those guys, it's, it's probably to try to trade them either this year if you don't have a deadline or in the offseason. Okay. Uh, I, as a Godwin fan, uh, hope that uh, – I hate to say I hope that Brady stays because I don't like Brady, but uh, I, I just want him to have a really good quarterback. And uh, whether that's with Brady or whether it's with a, another team, uh, I really want to see him um, really shine and, and you know keep fulfilling his potential. Yeah, I, I love Godwin. I, I almost think he could be kind of um, quarterback proof that he can he can kind of line up inside or outside. He's got a he can make 
play after play, you just get the ball around him. So I think he could have a little bit of that quarterback proofness to him. Okay. Uh, the story that I'm going to talk about, I guess we, we need to get it out of the way, and that's uh, Javante Williams. Um, you know, uh, Melvin Gordon was out, uh, and he went off. Um, I think uh, in most formats around 29 uh, PPR points, 102 yards on the ground, six catches for 76 yards, uh, and a touchdown. Uh, this surpassed my expectations. Uh, Kansas City was improving in fantasy points per game versus uh, the running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're up to they're up to 14th after being near the bottom earlier in the season. And um, on top of that, I thought it would be a, a you know a day where Teddy B would have to throw a lot. I mean, he, he did you know still throw uh, 40 times, but mm-hmm. he definitely um, definitely Williams uh, got uh, got a lot of touches. So yeah. I feel like on. Um, Oh, and by the way, 83 of his 102 rushing yards came after contact. So he continues to be a broken tackle machine. So I think really uh, the story that, that stands out to me is what are, what are we doing with him and how we value him and in rankings? I feel like on Twitter, at least, uh, there's people, a whole lot of people doing that thing where they fight with no one. You know, like they're saying, I told you Javante Williams was awesome. And like very few people are saying he's not, you know, there's very few people that are saying he's, he's overhyped, you know, maybe we're, maybe they're, they're sick of hearing about him, uh, but very few people are, are denying that he's, you know, uh, really great and, and a good dynasty asset. Um, for me, he's not top five yet. Uh, it's still kind of pending how the Steelers quarterback and offensive line um, shape up over the, uh, over the off season with Najee and Mm -hmm. whether or not, and particularly whether or not uh, Gordon stays in Denver. So let's say Gordon is gone, right? Uh, Do you move Javante ahead of Najee in rankings? So I, I just started my rankings and I'm, Plugging away right now at running back. And I actually have Javante at six and Najee at seven. Okay. Already. I have them flip-flopped uh, exactly that way. I have Najee at six and Javante Williams at uh, at at seven. Yeah. I actually, I got them in between Kamara and, and Najee. So, uh, I think if, if both are in the same situation, I want Javante Williams. Okay. I think Javante Williams is um, – I think the situation is going to improve next year where he's going to be more of the bell cow that Najee currently is. So, yeah, I guess that's what I'm factoring in there. And, yeah, I have Javante. Okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see how, how each team shapes up. Um, you know, something to keep in mind is I, I believe uh, on this date right now uh, as we speak, uh, Javante is still 21, whereas Najee is already 23. Something to keep right. in mind. Um, so um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm rooting for, for Javante. As you know, we were talking about free Javante uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, so I'm definitely uh, a truther. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to hopefully Gordon being gone next year. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see them bringing him back, but. You never know, but either way, I think like 
even if they do bring back Melvin Gordon, I still think uh, next year that's going to turn into most of Javante's backfield. I think they'd be doing themselves a pretty big disservice if they try to split it again down the middle. So. Yeah, yeah, that's plausible. Yeah, I could buy that. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's go to the games. Uh, the Thursday night game, which always seems like forever ago by the time we get to Monday. Uh, Dallas 27, uh, New Orleans 17. Uh, folks continuing to have the Pollard versus Zeke conversation. Uh, you have an interesting stat about Pollard to tell us about. Uh, yeah, so basically already with uh, Pollard is third overall in rushing yards over the expected. <laughs> so uh, he, I think he's a very good back already. And uh, I, I think like, I guess like I, I believe Zeke is kind of, I can't see him ever. I, I think like his best days are already behind. Him. So I, I still think it like currently right now that Pollard would be a nice move to make. Okay. Um, so uh, Zeke, uh, for, for his efforts, 13 carries for only 45 yards. Uh, what are we expecting about him uh, rest of season, and what are we doing with him heading into next year? I'm going to try to move him. I mean, his price is going to keep going down the more Pollard's playing the way he is. But uh, I've seen – I actually saw two trades on DFL.com that were for a first and a second. And uh, one was for a 23 first and a 22 second. The other one was for a 22 first and a 23 second. So mm-hmm. if I could get that in the offseason, I'm, I'm selling them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I, would have to, I would have to take that uh, for sure. I think there's one league where I still have him. And um, I believe the deadline passed. I, I you know, just wasn't much interest in him. I uh, have to go double check if, uh, if the deadline still passed. Right. So uh, our boy, uh, C.D. Lamb, big game, uh, especially when you look at target share, 32.5% target share, seven catches for 89 yards, did not find the end zone. But, um, you know, uh, it was Cooper's first game back from COVID. So I don't, you know, want to say anything, you know, definitive about this particular performance, but it was interesting that both backs were there. All three wide receivers were there. Tight end Schultz was there. And, um, you know, uh, Lamb still got targeted with 13 looks. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's their best their best wide receiver currently. I, I just uh, – he's pretty much got everything. I mean, he's got the route running. He's got yak ability. Huge jump ball target. Um, not like tall, but I mean, you can go up and get it. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm loving him. I, I got him at two, so. Okay, yeah, I have him at four at the moment. Um, but definitely, definitely a, a top five uh, dynasty wide receiver in my book. Um, yeah. You know, uh, definitely moving forward, somebody uh, who I'm looking to acquire if I don't already have him. I'm on a few teams, but um, – Probably not as many as I'd like. Yeah, and Dallas says, like, they're bad for the cat next year. So um, they could make a couple of surprising moves, in my opinion, to free up some cap space. Speaking of, of cap space, uh, let's get back to Pollard Zeke real quick for a second. 
Uh, Zeke has a huge contract and Jerry Jones loves him. Uh, I think we've talked about this already, but um, where are you now when it comes to what that means for Pollard? I think it's it's possible that they cut Zeke. I think they'd save about something like six million or something like that um, next year if they cut him. Uh, I don't really think though that. I think if you if you traded a late first now for Pollard, Zeke stays. I still think that's gonna work out in your favor. Because I, I I got him ranked. Right now at, at number 16 overall, Pollard. So, oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they can – I don't think I'd want Z- Zeke. Like, if they, if Zeke's staying and they're splitting, I'd almost – for next year, I think I'd want Pollard over Zeke, as crazy as that might sound right now. But um, I'll take the big plays and stuff, I yeah. think, if they're, if they're splitting it. Okay. Not too much to talk about on the uh, New Orleans side of the ball. Uh, Taysom Hill, another redo uh, of his contract. There, there's incentives in there that um, will increase his pay. The more quarterback he plays, um, he started and threw four interceptions, but added 101 yards rushing. Uh, where you stand on Taysom Hill? Yeah, he's a guy uh, that I like. I like Taysom Hill for fantasy when you're starting him. However, if you own any other piece to that offense, you're probably not very happy when Taysom Hill starts. I mean, he did end up with like 264 yards. However, uh, a lot of that came on a, on a, on a big play at the end of the game. Um, and, I mean, he's going to eat into Alvin Kamara's rushing totals, Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara's. Red zone looks, same with Mark Ingram. So, I, yeah, I think he's – well, Winston's hurt. I think that whole offense, unless you're playing start, Taysom Hill is um is trending down in my opinion. Okay, let me ask you this. I know a lot can happen between now and uh, the beginning of, of next season. Is Taysom mm-hmm. Hill the starting quarterback for New Orleans next year? No, I don't believe so. I believe they either retain Wilson or they they go and try to get a quarterback in the draft. Okay. Uh, would you rather have Taysom Hill or Jordan Love? Love. Yeah, I'd go Love there. All right. I have uh, Love ranked one above Taysom Hill at the moment. Probably a tad low, though, on both of them. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't love Jordan Love. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I got, I, like, Green Bay's bringing them together, like, like bringing them along in a good way. You know, like, they're giving them time and everything. And I, I like that. I think that's attractive um, for young quarterbacks if they've had some time to sit. So, mm-hmm. I guess just that being said, that I would take Jordan Love. Okay. Uh, let's go to the next game, Tampa Bay 30, Atlanta 17. We kind of already talked a little bit about the landscape uh, in Tampa Bay for some of their key pieces. Uh, do want to highlight a particularly big game for Godwin, 15 catches for 143 yards and a third uh, of the target shares. Uh, you have him currently at wide receiver eight. I have him at seven, uh, you know, definitely uh, top 10 and perhaps rising depending on how uh, things shake out moving uh, forward between now and 
next season. Interesting, I believe, uh, I wish I remembered, but Fournette actually leads the NFL in either running back targets or running back receptions. I forget which one, but either, either way, that's, you know, kind of surprising. I mean, I know he got a lot of passing work his last year in, in Jacksonville, but with all the weapons that Tampa Bay has, still kind of surprising to me. Yeah, I think that's just Brady manipulating the defenses, to be honest. Just, you know, dump off, dump off, dump off, and try to open up some of that middle area behind. I don't, he's not like a great receiver by, by any means, but if you get the ball to him, he, you know, he's powerful back. So, I mean, he's going to make, usually he's going to make at least one guy miss. Um, so, I think that's what mainly that, that's coming from. I, if he's on a different offense, I highly doubt he gets anything close to what he's getting through the year. But okay. With Brady, it's, it's going to continue with Brady, in my opinion. All right. Another, another one of Tampa Bay's free agents. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. All right. Not too much to talk about on the Atlanta side of the ball. Uh, you know, CPAT still uh, has uh, some good uh, PPR uh, points. Um, Mike Davis, you know, gets lost and finds the end zone. Uh, but mm-hmm. Russell Gage, uh, 11 catches for 130 yards. Uh, you know, certainly a, a spike game and, and unexpected by many. Uh, if Ridley stays out, let's say Ridley's like, I'm stepping away from football for at least. 2022 right mm-hmm. um is gauge a good asset to go after yeah i you know he's in a he's in a good situation now i if ridley's not gonna play it, it would depend on, on on how much you're giving up like a late second Maybe, but I, I wouldn't give up too much for him at all. I mean, he's, he's pretty good at separating. He's averages three and a half yards of separation per catch. But, he, I mean, he's not like a crazy good athlete by any means. And then he's linked to Matt Ryan, who I think is clearly um, in the back half of his career. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, he's, he's somebody that I would hold on to if I have because I don't think he would get it. I think you'd be better off on your team for what you get right now, but um, I don't think I would. I don't think I'd want him long term. Um, if no, I'd actually like him better with Ridley on the field. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next game: uh, the Chargers forty-one, the Bengals twenty-two, in a matchup of twenty-twenty rookie quarterbacks. Good day for Herbert. Um, Mike Williams, five catches for 110 yards. Uh, he was big early season, drifted off in the middle, has looked okay last few weeks. Um, where are we with Mike Williams? Yeah, he, he could have had like a 200-yard game. He had almost all that in the first half. Um, I like him. He's going to be pretty inconsistent, I feel like. But uh, I think Herbert's going to keep getting better and better. And hey, he's a big play waiting to happen. He's clutched on the stretch. He has a lot of big fourth quarter um, catches and touchdowns. So uh, I, I do like him. If you want to sell off of a hot streak, I wouldn't blame you one bit. 
fine. Mm-hmm. If you need him as like your third wide receiver, a flex wide receiver, he's, I think he's like he's a really good, you know, third or fourth wide receiver to have on your football team and your dynasty team. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I just want to go through my rankings real quick. Um, sorry for the delay. It just took a little while to load. Uh, Mike Williams. Would you rather have Mike Williams or Christian Kirk? Ooh, I would take Mike Williams. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like Arizona is always going to have a few different pass catchers and spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, I mean, that's starting to happen too in LA, but uh, yeah, I'd rather take the big physical red zone guy. Okay. Uh, let me give you another name. Um, Mike Williams or Juju? Mike Williams, yeah. I'm not a big Juju fan though. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just thought it was interesting. I have Williams uh, one spot ahead of Kirk and a few spots ahead of Juju. Just thought I'd throw out there a couple guys who are close to him. Uh, Burrow, on the other side of the ball, uh, injures his pinky, uh, finishes the game, but this could definitely have an impact on uh, his and his teammates' fantasy value. Yeah, he was in a lot of pain on his side sidelines there i'm actually really surprised that he was able to come back in and finish it but yeah i I mean he started throwing a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage after that started targeting tyler boyd more Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely something to monitor and uh yeah i thought he lost like he was i I felt like his balls were coming out a little bit slower (laughs) you know after after that hit so um Definitely something to temper expectations as far as like chase and stuff. Okay. Let's talk about chase real quick. Um, drop the TD pass uh, five catches for 52 yards, a healthy 21% target share with eight targets, but had some blow up games. Uh, definitely was sort of, you know, having folks, Oh, he's dynasty wide receiver one, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's quieted down a little bit, uh, you know, especially as they've run the ball more. Um and he had a couple more drops uh, the last uh, few weeks. Um, anything moving for you with Chase as far as up or down in recent weeks? Yeah, I got him at three behind uh, Jefferson and Lamb. It's just, yeah, it's about where I'm comfortable having him as far as where I would draft them in the startup too. Um, I mean, it, it is a little bit concerning, but uh, – at the same time, like, you know, Burrow didn't, like, stop going to him. And that wasn't just a drop. I mean, he, he batted the ball, like, three times and it got picked off. Mm. <laughs> Went back the other way. So, um, but, you know, I think, like, his his physical play, his, his ability to break tackles, he's got a, he's got a good speed down the field. Um, you know, this is his rookie year, so – I think this is probably his his floor, is what we're looking at right now. So okay. I'm all in on him, you know, from this point forward. All right. Uh, yeah, I think I have him at two. Uh, so we're we're pretty similar. 
let's talk about our, our guy T Higgins. We both like him a lot. He had some quiet weeks, had some people concerned. Uh, two pretty good games in a row, finds the end zone again, almost 37% target share, 138 yards. Uh, looking good last couple of weeks. Yeah, if you if you bought him low before these last two weeks, you uh, you did a great job. So I like him. I, I got him in a couple of places and Looks like the chemistry between him and Burrow is, is really coming on now. Okay. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think uh, I asked you about um, a popular question on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to dynasty, Michael Pittman versus T Higgins. Uh, I believe we both said Pittman at the time. Uh, does that still stand? Yeah, that still stands for me. Um, Pittman's, as far as target share goes, it's been really good. They just haven't had to throw the ball too much. But he's like I like we were saying last week. I think his um Michael Pittman is the clear wide receiver one for Indy. He's got a good enough quarterback, and he's got a good coordinator in in my opinion, which is basically Frank Reich. So um, I, I'll still take Pittman there. Although these last couple of weeks, I think it's giving me more thought to it sure yeah i uh, uh the gap uh, for me and was never all that big but it has definitely narrowed i have Pittman at 16 and higgins at 17 so yeah uh, right right next to each other uh arizona 33 chicago 22 in a game with some interesting uh weather conditions that were not great for passing but if you're kyler murray uh the rushing brings uh, so much uh, yeah. uh, for, for him and his fantasy value, uh, two rushing touchdowns with, uh, 59 yards to boot. Uh, you have him as your dynasty quarterback one. Yeah. I just, he, he can throw, I'm, I'm not saying he's as good as a, of a thrower, but I mean, he, he can throw right along with the best of them. And he's also one of the better rushing quarterbacks that you'll see. So when he's on the field, I think I think he's probably the quarterback one by a long shot. As okay. Far as, as far as fantasy points go, if he plays full season, I think he's going to outscore Mahomes and Allen. I shouldn't have said for a long shot, but I think just with between the two things, he's going to be the quarterback one more times than he's not in fantasy football for quarterback. But um, my problem is – just his size, I think the injury thing is going to keep up mm-hmm. with him. I think he's going to miss a couple of games a year. So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, and also the the running increases uh, the chances of that. Uh, he right. uh, two years in a row now. I think he's done something with a foot or an ankle and missed a few games. So yeah, so like what I would do, and I have Kyler in a couple of weeks, is I'm going to be trying to work on my third quarterback to try to get an upgrade there so that if I, you know, without Kyler for a week or two or three weeks, whatever the case may be, I have a solid option to turn to somebody that's safe in their job and had offers some kind of upsets. Okay. Uh, not much else to say really uh, about uh, the rest of the game. Um, I'm going to highlight uh, Cole Komet for a second. Uh, only three catches yeah. for 41 yards this week. Again, not good weather conditions. And Jimmy Graham kind of vultures another touchdown. I don't see Jimmy Graham being there next year. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, if folks are 
uh, maybe down on commit, especially with his lack of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be somebody to go after, but I happen to be big on him, so I'm pretty biased. I think I have him at uh, tight end 11, 12, somewhere, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it sounds probably – I haven't started ranking tight ends yet, but I would imagine that's probably about where I'd have him too. Okay. Uh, Jakeem Grant, uh, you think uh, he could be interesting. Five five catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, as long as Dalton's going to – if Dalton stays the quarterback, I find him a little bit interesting. So I, he's got a really good speed. And, um, you know, Dalton looks like, he, you know, he wants to get the ball out of his hands quickly. So if he's on your waivers, I think he's worth a pickup. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and in a game between two teams that have uh, played some really close games this year, uh, Detroit uh, with a walk-off touchdown, 29, and Minnesota, 27. Uh, Thielen goes down with an ankle injury. I heard today he's likely out the rest of the season. Um, Jefferson, uh, 11 catches, 182 yards and a touchdown, 34% target share. Uh, I mean, he's a beast even, even with Thielen uh, in there. Uh, so I don't really have too much uh, to say about him. Uh, we both have him ranked uh, as our dynasty wide receiver one. I, I will admit I was slow to get there, uh, but uh, but I've got him uh, at one now. And the uh, target share with Thielen out, the target share for Conklin and Osborne both went up. So that's something to look at uh, considering Thielen's going to miss uh, a few weeks. Yeah, that was a big blow for me in one of my leaks that I was looking good for the playoffs. Um but I was depending on, on Thielen, not like depending on him to score two touchdowns a game, but at least, you know, putting up the 10 to 12 points a game at least, and then hopefully get a touchdown off that too. So big loss. So I'm going to, you know, be going after either Conklin or I'm also probably looking at trying to acquire Osborne. However, I think Conklin's probably the better better play if, you, if you're going to play somebody in your flex um, going forward. But. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, it hurt me, too, because I was uh, about to trade Thielen uh, in, in a league where I'm not contending and uh, fell through uh, uh, pretty much exactly when his ankle got injured. So, yeah, so much for that. Uh, you know, on the other side of the ball, uh, Goff, you know, not too bad a day, almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. Yep. Uh, but uh, some folks are calling this a breakout game for Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he's a guy that I wrote an article about um, in the offseason, you know, being that there's sort of a, a lack of a wide receiver talent on the team and that his A dot kind of matches what Goff likes to do. You know, I thought he, he could be interesting this year as, as a rookie. I don't know if the touchdown had come earlier in the game and wasn't a walk-off touchdown uh, that people would be calling it a quote-unquote breakout game. Uh, but 10 catches, 86 yards, a touchdown, almost 32% target share, starting to look pretty relevant. Uh, but as always, I think the team and the, uh, and the offense are kind of um, either too bad or too unpredictable to really have a whole lot of confidence in him. Yeah, I, I think he's like, it'll be an all right PPR option as far as I'm concerned. He's going to get, I like Amon Ross St. Brown. I, I scouted him this offseason. I just, I don't think it's going to translate 
well in the fantasy. Um, especially, I mean, obviously they're going to have to get some outside help, and he is he is limited to the slot. So, if I were you, um, I'd be looking to try to trade him off this great performance that he just had. See if he can't maybe get an early second. A lot of people hate this draft class. I'm not. I'm not one of those people. But if, if you can just try to trade him, get an early second, and re-roll the dice, I would. Mm-hmm. I would. I would do it. Okay. Uh, worth noting, uh, another solid performance for Josh Reynolds. Yeah, he, he's a guy I actually picked up this week in that league that I lost Thielen, and he's actually a guy I'm going to be considering plans. Um, looked good. And it looked like uh, Goff was trying to get him the ball. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, Hawkinson, a guy that you and I both like, but have been disappointed in this year. Uh, going into the game, Minnesota was fourth uh, in fantasy points per game versus tight ends. In other words, fourth best. Uh, right. So I was expecting a, a quieter game on uh, my Wednesday uh, podcast. Uh, I, I He was my bust of the week, but, uh, you know, not a, not a bad week for him. Um, you know, uh, where do you, uh, I know you haven't uh, um, finished uh, ranking your tight ends yet, um, but given his uh, generally disappointing season this year, uh, where do you think you'll have him uh, slotted? I love his talent, so I'll probably st- still have him top five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably top five. Yeah, I have him uh, at six at the moment so um yeah i think i think that's about the the right spot for him yeah Uh, let's see um moving on miami 20 and the giants nine uh you know another game for tua we've talked a lot about him and not getting enough respect uh you know not too bad 244 yards and two touchdowns but let's talk about uh saquon barkley uh, 11 carries for 55 yards, six catches for 19 yards, almost 24% target share, but that was from a backup quarterback who only threw for 187 yards on 44 attempts, still 13.4 PPR points. So not terrible, uh, but he's looking like, uh, like an RB two uh, at the moment. Um, how, uh, it doesn't look like we're getting uh, old Saquon back uh, uh, soon, if if at all. Um, so how far has he dropped in your dynasty rankings? I might be a little higher than some folks. I still have him at eight. Yeah, so I had him. I drafted him in a startup draft over the summer in the first round. And it, I traded him before he ever before I ever played a week, but um, mm. so yeah, I would have had him top four, three or four, and now he's my dynasty running back eleven. So he's mm. dropped considerable for me. I just mm-hmm. don't like anything that I've seen from him this year. I just don't think he's pulling away from people the way he was. Um, but sometimes, you know, with the knees, it takes him a while. Sure. So I'm not writing him off, but. Uh, Definitely keep, not looking good. Okay, so keeping that in mind and keeping in mind uh, the offensive line isn't great and the offense overall with the quarterback play has not been great, is he in some 
spots a sneaky buy for you if somebody's really down on him? Yeah, I mean, if I could get him for like a late first, I would definitely do it. Um, which I think would be pretty down on Barkley. I think people are going to want a first for Barkley still at least. Mm-hmm. So, but if I, yeah, if I could sneak him away from somebody for a late first, I would, especially if you're a contender, I would definitely try it. Okay. Uh, you're going to talk a little bit about uh, Galladay later on. So we'll move to the Dolphin side of the ball. Uh, looks like a minor injury for uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, almost 27% target share, nine catches for 90 yards. What impressed me about that uh, is that he still had a good game with uh, Devontae Parker back in the lineup uh, and with Tua, you know, throwing Albert Wilson's way. Uh, I believe uh, he is, um, uh, I, I still love him. I believe he is my dynasty wide receiver 13 at the moment because I moved Deontay Johnson up to 12. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that about right? Yeah, that's probably right where I'd have him too. Yeah, I I love Waddle. He's like a workhorse, you know, and he's a wide receiver right now. He was even cramping on Sunday. So, yeah, I'm all in on Waddle, especially with Tua being his quarterback. Great to see. Okay, so Parker adds another weapon for Tua, possibly increasing uh, his A dot for those who wanted to see it. But you think Albert Wilson might be interesting? He's definitely worth an ad if, if he's still on your waivers. Just he had a lot of training camp buzz around him, and he's had twenty three targets since week ten. So I think Waddle likes, or I'm sorry, Tua. I believe White likes Wilson, and. Um, yeah, I, I, he's worth an ad just to see if he keeps up in any form. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia 33, uh, the Jets 18. Uh, Minshew Mania strikes again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was against the Jets, who uh, by some measures are the worst, ranked 32nd uh, in, in, uh, against a, a lot of offensive um, aspects, I believe, Uh they're ranked 32nd in overall pass defense, but uh, there will be a number of fans on Philly talk radio who will want him to start over Hertz. Uh, Are they crazy? And will the Eagles do it? I don't think they're like completely crazy. I think Hertz I mean, Hertz, you know, he's the dual threat and Minshew is not, and you know he's not a dual threat. So uh, as as far as passing, it's by itself goes. I think they're they're probably accurate and want Minshew. However, given the fact that Hurts can kill you on his legs as well, I I don't think the Eagles are going to do it yet. But I think his leash leash got a lot sh- shorter. So okay, interesting. Uh, so uh, Miles Sanders, a hundred and. 40 yards on the ground, but uh, as we seem to say every now and again, uh, aggravated an injury. Yeah, definitely something to monitor. They do get a bye next week, so that gives you some time. So he said that he was going to, in an interview, he said that he was going to play after the bye. So we'll see. Okay. And uh, in the unpredictable, sometimes uh, Philly backfield, 
uh, with, I believe, Boston Scott also not 100%. It was a Kenny Gainwell day, uh, 64, I'm, I'm sorry, 54 yards and a touchdown on the ground, uh, five catches for 33 yards with an almost 23% target share. Uh, you know, uh, Eagles still too unpredictable when it comes to his usage or a guy down the stretch who might produce. Yeah, I was never huge on Gainwell. I, th- I think he's all right as, as a passing option. Um, he had one long run, I know, in the game. So he's a guy I need to see more of him, you know, before I'm going to invest in him or even probably acquire about a trade. But I definitely take him as the guy that you'd want besides Sanders in that backfield for, for Dynasty. Okay. Uh, let's talk about two guys who we feel – uh, perhaps their ceiling is capped uh, with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, and that's uh, Dallas Goddard and uh, Devonta Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, Goddard, a big week. There are a lot of folks out there who like him, 105 yards and two touchdowns with a 27% target share. My question to you, dynasty tight ends, would you rather have uh, Mike Gesicki or Dallas Goddard? Yeah, so I was actually – I was starting to look into their athleticism, and I was actually surprised to find out that uh, Gesicki is a better athlete in almost every way than, than Dallas Goddard. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Gesicki because I like the quarterback situation better. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Gesicki has been a, been a beast too. So I think I would uh, – if I could sell Goddard for Gesicki plus, I'm definitely going to do that. Okay. Yeah. And, and probably in uh, a few leagues that uh, you, you can do that. I, I would think so. I, the narrative on Gesicki is not the same as Goddard. And I mean, I just don't think there's a lot separating the two and I like the situation better for Gesicki. So. Okay. Uh, for what it's worth, I have Gesicki ranked seventh and Goddard ranked eighth. Devonta Smith. Um, you know, he has shown some real good flashes this year, especially when Jalen Hurts has looked comfortable passing. But uh, with Minshew, who is a, you know, ostensibly better passer than Hurts, only two catches for 15 yards. Yeah, it, they didn't have to throw very much. True. At all. Um, so he still had an 18% target share. I just think the volume's too low. So I'm, I would buy him because I really believe in his talent. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a better wide receiver than even Waddle is right now. I just think he needs a better situation for himself. So something to monitor going down the stretch for sure. Even if you're out of the playoffs or whatever, it's, you know, you should still be watching some of these guys. And especially this year's rookies is important to keep your eye on. And he's one of the ones that I have circled. Okay. Uh, let's talk about another one of this year's rookies, Zach Wilson. Uh, he's a guy that I've been very skeptical about. Uh, I kind of have a chip on my shoulder. He was, uh, you know, very easily the, my sort of fifth ranked out of the five big uh, rookie QBs going into the season. Um, was definitely better uh, than last week against Houston. Uh, threw for 236 yards with uh, two touchdowns and one interception and added a rushing touchdown. Uh, I'm still kind of skeptical on uh, on Zach Wilson, but again, maybe I have a chip on my shoulder. 
sell me on Zach Wilson. I could I'd certainly understand uh, being skeptical on him. I, I, I think yesterday he looked really, really good. So I got a lot of hope for him um, in, in the uh, upcoming years. That he's he's going to get it, I think. And he's got a pretty good team around him. As far as he's already got Elijah Moore there. Um, mm-hmm. Corey Davis should be back next year. So... I mean, I think they're going to invest in the offensive line a little bit more in the offseason. And, um, I mean, Zach Wilson, he, he wasn't, like, quite as raw as Allen coming in. But, I, you know, I think he still – he had a long way to go when he was first drafted and he was kind of thrown right in there and into the wolves. So, I think that sitting a few weeks there helped him out. And um, I'm actually I'm, – I'm considering – I haven't – done anything yet but I'm, I'm considering to try and trade mac jones for him um in a super flex league see if i can't maybe get zach wilson in like a, a later second for uh, mac jones because the guy that has zach wilson in this league i'm talking about is a patriots fan so mm. I, not something that i've even offered yet but something i'm thinking of yeah uh, for what it's worth, I have uh, Mac Jones at 20 right now and uh, Zach Wilson at 21. Yeah. I expect Wilson to be higher than Jones. Uh, even though I, I'm kind of skeptical on Wilson, I still think he's got the tools to uh, you know, have enough flashes to have those spike weeks, whereas I think Mac Jones is all floor and no ceiling. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I don't trust the, the Patriots to surround Mac Jones with anything even maybe even close to Elijah Moore. So I, like I just feel like they they're a system offense. They're just gonna do what they do and they don't really necessarily need like elite level wide receiver around them. Um and I I think that like Mac Jones is probably gonna be the better real life quarterback. And Zach Wilson, but for fantasy points, I think Zach Wilson could, you know, I think he's going to, with his legs and, and rushing touchdowns and stuff, he's going to outscore Mac. So, okay. Uh, let's talk about Elijah Moore six catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown, uh, 12 targets for uh, exactly one third of the uh, Jets' targets that day. And Corey Davis uh, will be out for the rest of the year. He's going to have surgery on his core muscles which sounds uncomfortable yes. uh where do we have uh, elijah moore right now well if I, if I was if i had waddle right now and i wasn't uh well i guess it really wouldn't matter if you're contending or not but i i would try to see if i couldn't get elijah moore plus something um plus like a late second <laughs> okay and, uh, because I, I think I would do that. I, mean, I, I don't think Elijah Moore has been any less impressive, to be honest. Okay. Considering his situation, he's had three different quarterbacks throwing him the ball. Um, yeah. And, and he was, you know, he was like pretty much shut out in his first month or so of NFL. And he's like, he's a king, you know, he's come like rearing his head. <laughs> 
and these since the bye week, and I, I don't see that stopping. I, I, I consider that he's probably going to get even better. So uh, as we go on, so um, if you can trade for him now and, and flip somebody like a Waddle or Devonta Smith and, and get Elijah Plus, I would try. Okay, uh, let me ask you about a few guys that I have ranked in his neighborhood: uh, Elijah Moore or Jerry Judy. Elijah. Elijah Moore or Hollywood Brown. Elijah, yeah. Actually, uh, easy, probably easily for me on both of those. Okay. Uh, Elijah Moore or Rashad Bateman? I'm going to go Elijah, but that one's closer for me. Closer? Okay. Elijah Moore or Darnell Mooney? Elijah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, one more. Elijah Moore or Brandon Ayuk? Elijah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was um, high on him to begin with in the draft process. Yeah, yeah. And then I was getting a little nervous there in the first couple months, and then now I'm back to where I was, which might be an overvalue, to be honest. Okay. Uh, Indianapolis 31, Houston 0. Uh, you know, not too much to say uh, about JT. Uh, 143 yards and two more touchdowns. I was um, – stubborn and had uh had him at rb2 below cmc uh but uh in the last uh week or 10 days uh, i've i've moved him finally up to dynasty rb1 i felt it was time uh you have him there too yeah yes i do (laughs) he's uh he's very impressive okay i know that it was against houston but uh you know with uh, a robust uh, you know, performance uh, for, for JT, you know, it kind of uh, uh, caps the, uh, the passing game, only uh, 22 attempts and 158 yards for Wentz. Right. But our guy Pittman, uh, eight targets for 36.4% target share, six catches for 77 yards, adds two rushes for 33 yards. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Do you think people are still too low on him and might be a good buy? I'm not sure if they're too low, but it's. I think he's still ascending, so I still think he's a good buy. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen the play where he, he did the end of the round, but once that guy gets going, he's pretty hard to take down. He's huge. So, And then to top it off at his size and for how big he is, he's, you know, like he can get it. He can get some good separation as well. So I'm, mm-hmm. I think his, he's just going to continue to go up. I don't think – Wentz is going to be able to get away with throwing the ball 20 times most times. And his target share is still so high. I think that if that offense ever gets some more volume, I mean, his numbers are going to be pretty wild. Okay. Uh, Really, let's not talk about Houston other than, uh, you know, uh, Tyrod's looking bad. Uh, You saw a report that he was being sort of evaluated as a starter just on performance, mm-hmm. but then you also saw a report that he was uh, nursing an injury. Uh, either way, I think you and I both agree, as bad as Mills is or, you know, seems, might as well put him out there the last few weeks and see what you got, right? Yeah, I don't see what you're gaining by playing Tyrod. You can – just plenty of film on Tyrod. I think Mills has flashed, so I hope to see him, you know, I hope to see him get the nod for the rest of the year. 
Okay. Uh, for what it's worth, I've seen several people say if it wasn't for Davis Mills' uh, uh, major knee injury in college, he might have been uh, a late first-round pick in the NFL. So, I could see that for sure. Okay. Uh, Washington 17, uh, Vegas 15, a lower scoring affair uh, than I expected. Speaking of lower than expected, uh, I thought Heineke was going to have a, a bit of a better day considering where despite their pass rush uh, Vegas ranks as far as fantasy points per game against, um, against quarterbacks. But uh, you know, he has been pretty good this year. I mean, you know, a few weeks here and there hasn't looked great, but you know, it looks like a guy who next year, you know, uh, being that the 2022 class of quarterbacks is kind of, you know, not as highly regarded as this one, we might not see, Washington draft uh, a guy that could start right away and he might be the starter next year. I think he could be like, I think they could draft somebody and let him play behind them. I just, he, I, he's got a real fish Patrick type of feel to me where he's not great by any means, but he's pretty accurate and he plays fearless and he wins games. So um, I think you could get another year of him in Washington and then something, you know, like he moves and he just keeps holding the place for the next guy up. So I, th- I think he's a solid buy because I think people are going to try to dump him mm-hmm. in the offseason. And uh, you, you might be able to take advantage and get a few more years of starting out of him. I don't think you get more than like two or three, but it might be worth like a late second or so, you know, even okay. a mid-second super flex. I could buy that. I could buy that. Uh, Antonio Gibson continues his increased touches and better performance with J.D. McKissick out. Uh, he catches five passes for 23 yards and a touchdown, six targets, 20% target share, 23 carries for 88 yards on the ground. Not much to say other than, you know, uh, you know, he, you know, I think deservedly so folks were a little down on him sort of uh, uh, before this year. I mean, you know, earlier this year. Uh, yeah, he, he was, uh, you know, uh, looking at the leg injury, but, uh, you know, I think arrow back up uh, for Gibson. He's uh, he's risen a bit in my rankings. Yeah, I think he's looked about as good as we were hoping he was going to start the year out. And then, he, you know, he heard his shin, broke his shin. <laughs> so, yeah, I like it. I think uh, he's going to ho- hopefully he continues this in the next year. But if McKissick's still around. I made the mistake this offseason in thinking that he was going to take work from McKissick, not all of it, but some of it, and he really did not do that. So I'm not going to go ahead and make that mistake again this offseason. And if he's there, I'm going to you know, schedule it in for – he's going to get a lot of rushes. He's going to get a few catches, but that's probably going to be it as far as receiving work. Okay. Uh, Logan Thomas finds the end zone, but also – Tears both, uh, at least the report was early on, his ACL and MCL, and he appears to be out for the year. Yeah, and they like to use their tight ends, so Bates is a decent option if he's out there. Okay. Uh, I continue to love Terry McLaurin. I continue to want him to get a better quarterback. Mm. Um, I think I'm – you know, maybe a little higher on, on him rankings wise as some other folks are. Let me throw a couple names at you and see who would you rather have in dynasty? Uh, Terry McLaurin or DJ Moore? 
McLaurin. Terry McLaurin or Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup. Terry McLaurin or Deontay Johnson? Deontay. Okay. Interesting. All right. Those are all guys that I have ranked in that neighborhood uh, with McLaurin. All right. Right. All right. Uh, moving on uh, to the uh, Raiders side of the ball. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Josh Jacobs uh, later on. Uh, okay. So let, let's move to uh, uh, our boy Hunter Renfro, nine catches for 102 yards, uh, 10 targets without Waller there, but, you know, we're still getting targets with Waller in the game. Uh, yeah. You know, will he be overvalued this offseason con- uh, considering he's the sort of, uh, I guess, breakout season he's having? Yeah, I think people are going to be high on him, but I'm not sure. It's like, I think it's, it's well-deserved. He's a fantastic route runner. And, I mean, he's Carr's guy right now. I mean, they don't have anybody really stretch the field other than Deshaun Jackson. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd field offers for him. But uh, I'd be in no hurry whatsoever to, to get rid of him. So, okay. they'd, they'd have to – yeah, they'd have to pay up for him and, like, the probably – somewhere is in the wide receiver in between wide receiver two and three range for me to even consider it okay. probably like a wide receiver two in for me. Yeah. I mean, especially in PPR, I, I don't, I don't think that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think he's PPR would be top 24 for me. Right okay. now. Uh, a good get right game for the Rams. They beat Jacksonville 37 to seven. Uh, some folks are really starting to, uh, sour on Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm all for, uh, giving rookies time to develop, but when does give him time and bad coach, uh, turn into, uh, we're worried about him that he's not what we thought he was. I'm, uh, I think it's situation dependent, you know, so I mean, I always give at least a rookie a year before I'm trying to make up my mind. Um, but I mean, he's been throwing an Agnew. Chenault's been out of position. Their first round running back got injured. Um, Urban Meyer's trying to play Carl's Hyde over James Robinson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I'm definitely giving him this year, giving him the benefit of the doubt. And looking to see what happens next year. And if people are selling them anything less than a QB1 in a dynasty league, I'm trying to buy them. Okay. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think it's worth uh, worth uh, holding on and, and seeing uh, where things go next year. Uh, let's talk about uh, this uh, Jacksonville backfield. Um, I like J-Rob. I'm not saying he's, you know, uh, elite. He's, you know, he's in the RB2 range for me. Yeah, but uh, Carlos Hyde had more carries and a touchdown uh, in this game. Yeah, yeah. He well, Robinson fumbles, so they pull him. Hyde comes in, <laughs> does okay, fumbles, and then they <laughs> mm. <laughs> went back to J. Rev, I guess. So um, I think, yeah, you, you're. I agree with you. He's like an RB2. I, I think he's a lot better than Hyde. 
but definitely a situation to monitor going forward only because urban Meyer and obviously has a history with Carl's side. So, um, Very something true. to be a little concerned about. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, a person who's, you know, sort of quietly putting up decent, uh, PPR numbers and seems to be someone that Lawrence is throwing to is uh, Laquan Treadwell, four catches for 62 yards, uh, on five targets. What do you think of, uh, I, I, I mean, it's this point in the season, so we're, we're, we're sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel here, but what do you think about Laquan Treadwell? Yeah, he's a guy that was making a lot of uh, buzz at training camp, and now with the injuries, he's getting a ch- chance at, at playing right now and getting some meaningful snaps, and, and he's produced with them. He's, uh, you know, he's doing pretty well with them. And if he's still on your waivers, I mean, I'm putting in a, a claim because I feel like there's much worse bench depth than, than LaCroix Treadwell, and he's got some upside to him. Okay. So, stash him. All right. Good get-right game, like I said, for the Rams. Sony Michelle fills in admirably for uh, yeah. Daryl Henderson, 121 yards and a touchdown. Another Most big- of his yards came after contact to Michelle. Hmm. Yeah, worth noting. Uh, another big game for Cooper Cup seems to happen a lot. Uh, you know, he's really reaching this next level. Uh, I, you know, my thought uh, was, you know, it's too bad he's doing it when he's already 28 uh, as right. far as, you know, his dynasty value goes. Uh, and, you know, um, is he a sell? Yeah, I'm definitely trying to after this year. I, like, he's another one, though. Like, don't be in a crazy hurry to get rid of him. He's, but uh, I don't think he's a top five receiver. So if you're going to get top five price, I would, I would consider selling them. Yeah. Okay. Our boy Van Jefferson, only 41 yards, but finds the end zone uh, commands 24.3% of the targets, including unlike last week out targeting OBJ this week. Yeah. I like him better than OBJ right now. And if you listened at all to, to Sean McVay. He was kind of making mention like OBJ was a guy that was added for depth. You know, he wasn't necessarily he was going to be wide receiver depth, and then and then Robert Woods went down, so now he's forced in there to step up. And um, so I think that 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 says a lot about Van Jefferson and what they think about him. Mm-hmm. And um, I yeah, I, I think straight up right now I'd take Van Jefferson and. Dynasty League. Okay. Uh, Going to give you a couple folks I have ranked uh, in his neighborhood. Uh, Van Jefferson or Brandon Ayuk? Ayuk. Okay. Uh, Van Jefferson or a veteran, Amari Cooper? Cooper. Okay. Van Jefferson or a veteran, Keenan Allen? I think right now I would still go Keenan, but that's that's getting closer. Like, oh, okay. I think it's yeah, that's shortened. One more for you, uh, Van Jefferson or a fellow young wide receiver, Chase Claypool. Oh, uh, I think I would take Van right now in a better situation. Okay. Uh, moving onward to uh, a very interesting game. Uh, you know, we're concerned with fantasy and we're concerned with dynasty. 
Uh, but for those who love the actual NFL, uh, Pittsburgh 20, Baltimore 19 on a call that uh, uh, by the Ravens to go for two that a lot of people are questioning. Uh, first off, not that it, you know, again, applies much to fantasy or dynasty, but what did you think of the hardware call to uh, go for two instead of tying the game? I loved it, to be honest, and they had it for the win. And it was uh, kind of a badly thrown ball and kind of a drop ball at the same time. Okay. Um, but I, I loved it. I think it's – I mean, had they scored that touchdown or the two points, I mean, nobody – everybody would have been on board with it. But I, I could see why he'd kicked a field goal, but he, he said he didn't have any defensive backs left, so – I, I like to gamble. Okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, um, had a kind of Lamar game, you know, uh, 200, you know, 53 yards passing, uh, 55 yards on the ground. Uh, you didn't like the way he looked passing. I didn't. And there was a lot of times he looked lost out there against Pittsburgh. He had a lot of pressure, though, too. So, yeah, Pittsburgh does have a good pass rush. Yeah. I, I didn't like the way he was he was thrown out there. He was inaccurate um, on some balls that were, in my opinion, guineas. But he did have a lot of traffic around them. So we'll see how he looks again next next week. Okay, uh, Lamar Jackson or Dak Prescott? I Dak. I actually had Lamar ahead of Dak, and then I I swapped them out. Okay. Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? Allen. Okay. That was that was said pretty definitively. Yeah. Yeah, I got Allen's my Allen's my QB three. Lamar is hold on one second. Lamar is five. Okay. Dak's four. So yeah, they're right right within a couple of spots of each other. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, Devonta Freeman uh, continues to be, uh, you know, relevant and uh, is probably a cheap buy for the playoffs. Yeah, he's um, he's clearly taken over their, their backfield as, as far as the running back position goes. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you got him, he's going to be – he probably costs nearly nothing, and, and he's going to probably have a nice playoff run, so – Let's talk about Rashad Bateman, a guy who was getting targets and moving the chains uh, on a team uh, whose passing volume had increased uh, this year, mm-hmm. but uh, only one target, zero catches, uh, and yet Sammy Watkins uh, catches four and scores a touchdown on six targets. Yeah, I think Watkins – Took his job. Well, not took his job. I guess got his job back. would be the more accurate thing because when Bateman was doing what he was doing, Watkins was injured. So um, I can kind of see where Watkins and Bateman would be a little bit of a similar of a like body type for wide receiver and can kind of offer you some of the same stuff. So I, I could see why they're going with a veteran. But I, it doesn't make me worried about Bateman. It just makes me think maybe not till next year. Okay. Uh, on the Steelers' side of the ball, let's talk about Deontay Johnson. He's a guy who I loved. And then I started thinking, you know, he's a floor guy, 
and is never really going to have those spike weeks to reach a, a big ceiling. Uh, I, I, not that I was ever down on him, but I'm certainly, you know, sort of back to, uh, you know, uh, loving him. Uh, eight catches for 105 yards and two touchdowns, 36.7% target share. Uh, I'm a little nervous about who the QB will be next year. So he's still only my wide receiver 12 in dynasty. Is that too low? No, I think that's, that's about right. And I think like, even if it's Mason next year and they don't get any kind of upgrade with Roethlisberger, probably not playing anymore. Um, I don't think that would kill you. Like you might go down a little bit, but I, I don't think it's anything too crazy. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, Najee, we talked about comparing him to Williams in, in rankings, you know, a pretty good game, 71 yards, five catches, uh, so, you know, remains, uh, remains uh, good statistically. Let's move to uh, Seattle 30, San Francisco 23. Um, you know, another good day for Elijah Mitchell. You know, if you drafted him in rookie drafts, he's certainly paying off. Uh, a monster day for Kittle. Uh, led the entire NFL in target share with 40%, 181 yards and two touchdowns in Debo's absence. Yet, Ayuk still, you know, three for 55 in Debo's absence. So, you know, uh, I think the, the fact that folks might be disappointed in three for 55 from Ayuk, uh, despite it being a 20% target share, kind of shows how far we've come, uh, you know, in the sense that uh, he was in the doghouse and people were very worried about him earlier in the year. Uh, anything of note to talk about with San Francisco? I don't really have much to add. I think Ayuk is uh, solid, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, I'd rather, I'd definitely rather Debo over him. And um, I, I think the Kittle thing is like hit or miss, you know. So I think there's room to be had for IU to get some more of those targets um, going down the stretch. So, okay. So before we move on to Seattle, uh, let's play Would You Rather with Elijah Mitchell. Okay. Elijah Mitchell or Aaron Jones? Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell or Cam Akers? Mitchell's, because I don't like the Akers injury. Okay. All right. Uh, Elijah Mitchell or Kareem Hunt? Oh, man. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Okay. Elijah Mitchell or A.J. Dillon? Dillon. Okay. Those are all guys that I have ranked uh, in his neighborhood. Uh, Seattle, uh, you know, again, uh, uh, you know, they pull off a victory. They score 30 points. uh, You know, they fake a punt and Homer gets a gets a touchdown, uh, you know, uh, to to uh, surprise some folks. Let's talk about uh, DK Metcalf did get eight targets. It was uh, 21.6% target share, which was even with Tyler Lockett. Still, somehow I look at five catches for 60 yards and eight targets and still think they need to get him the ball more. Yeah, I, I agree. They definitely need to get him. Even if they got to get him some design looks through that, I mean, he's just so hard to take down his size and speed. That, I mean, just get him the ball whatever way you have to do it. But I think as far as DK himself goes, I don't think he's, like, blameless. I think his route running does need some work. Um, but – 
I do think they did make a better effort to get him the ball overall, which is, you know, about all you can say. I mean, they tried to improve. So hopefully that trend continues. Okay. Let me ask you this with wide receivers, guys ranked in Metcalf's neighborhood. Uh, DJ Metcalf, um, DK Metcalf or AJ Brown? Brown. DK Metcalf or Chris Godwin? Metcalf. Okay. Uh, that's about how I have it. I have Brown five, Metcalf six, and Godwin seven. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got Metcalf seven and Godwin eight. So, pretty much yeah. the same. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just uh, make a pitch for D. Eskridge uh, real quick, uh, otherwise known as Dwayne Eskridge. Small <laughs> school, small guy, lots of speed. I uh, found the end zone uh, this week. I have him on a few rosters, you know, a few taxi squads. Uh, I, you know, I think it might be interesting to see what changes happen in Seattle and what that means for him. You know, yeah. still probably, uh, you know, wide receiver three. Uh, but he's a guy who still might be on some waivers. Um, might be able to get him thrown into a trade. So I'm going to make my pitch that he's an interesting guy. I like it. And I, I love the Mac. So, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for him. All right. And finally, the uh, Sunday night game. Uh, interesting game. Uh, Kansas City 22, Denver 9. Uh, you know, uh, one of Casey's touchdowns uh, come – Via a pick six, another one comes from a Mahomes rushing touchdown. We've talked a lot about uh, Javante. Uh, um, mm -hmm. Let's see, uh, Noah Fant, four catches for 33 yards uh, on 11% target share. Has there been a more disappointing fantasy tight end this year than Noah Fant? Probably not. I, I would actually... And they used to be teammates, so it's kind of ironic a little bit. But uh, Hawk would be in consideration only because he was considered to be his team's wide receiver one. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's blown up quite a few times. I mean, he hasn't quite killed you. But, um, yeah, so, I'd, yeah, between the two, for sure. Uh, I think if he was getting Albert O's targets on top of his own, he'd be fine, but it's, mm -hmm. I don't think that's going away, so – He's a guy I sold for a first and a second in the tight end premium league. And uh, that's pretty not good. a guy I'm looking to acquire or draft in startups right now. Okay. Uh, Noah Fant or Dawson Knox? Knox. Noah Fant or Pat Fryer move? Fryer move. Noah Fant or Cole Komet? Mm, I think Bam, but that's closer than I would have thought it would have been. Okay. Uh, lastly, Noah Fant or Dalton Schultz? Uh, Fant. Okay. And let's see. Uh, the KC side of the ball. Um, you know, I looked at the uh, – I didn't watch much of the game. Uh, I did see some tweets about it and talked to somebody about it uh, this morning, but – you know, just looking at the box score, you see, okay, well, Mahomes only has 29 attempts, only 184 yards, doesn't mm -hmm. throw for a touchdown pass. Guess it must have been a good CEH day. Eh, 14 carries for 54 yards, three catches for 28 yards. I expected more from him when I look at the way the, the at least the box score went. I know that's not, doesn't tell the whole story. 
but you know, uh, not quite uh, what I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, I like C. H. He's just—he's nothing really that special as far as, um, like I guess when compared to like Swift and Jonathan Taylor, who could have been a chief. I think that was one of the mm. bigger draft mistakes that I've, I've seen recently. Um, but I do think he's fine. I think he's going to be like a running back too. I just think a lot of people are not going to like him because he's supposed to be a, he was supposed to be a um, running back one. You know, that's yeah. That's yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily uh, uh, think it, it, we'll put it this way. What, when he was coming into his rookie year, even though you know the landing spot was good for him as far as the offense goes, and you think, okay, he's a pass catching back, you know, he's going to be able to thrive with uh, with Kansas City. I, you know, I still think I, I had him behind uh, at least JT, if not if not Swift as well. Um, so yeah, it is an, uh, uh, an interesting uh, uh, you know draft mistake. Let me um, let me throw some would you rather's. Uh, CEH or Zeke? Hmm. I guess I'd go the younger and go CEH. Okay. CEH or Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. Okay. Uh, CEH or Nick Chubb? Chubb. Okay. So that does it for our uh, game reviews. Uh, let's now go to our patented segment, Fever and Chills. These are players who are giving us the fever and players who are giving us the chills. Okay, Scott, why don't you go first with who's giving you the fevers? All right, my fever number one, I've already talked about him uh, a good deal, but it's Tony Pollard. He's 15th in rushing yard on top of his third overall rushing yards over expected. So, um, 18th overall in the league right now with the yards. Um, I think it's just going to continue to go up. I think he's, he's a special runner. I think that, you know, if he can fix his pass blocking and get in there on either occasion, I think he's going to, by next year, I think he's going to take over that, that backfield. And um, I think that the time is now, if you're, if you, if you want in, buy him right now. Because I, I think that window is going to keep shutting. So, okay, uh, my fever uh, this uh, this week is Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's a guy who uh, I liked a lot. Um, sort of, you know, was uh, was up and down. Uh, got dinged up a few times. Uh, you know, they talked about last year getting him uh, more receiving work, and he's not getting it. Uh, and then, um, you know, uh, this year, especially since Gruden has resigned. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's looking good, particularly in the passing game. Uh, he's a guy who I think given his, you know, still relatively young age, uh, could be a lot more interesting in dynasty than some folks currently think he is. Let me give you a, um, uh, would you rather, uh, Josh Jacobs or James Robinson? Jacobs. Josh Jacobs or Leonard Fournette? Uh, Jacobs. Josh Jacobs or Travis Etienne? 
Jacobs. Josh Jacobs or Daryl Henderson? Jacobs. Josh Jacobs or David Montgomery? Montgomery. Okay. Uh, so let's now move on to the chills. These are, are players that we're a little down on recently. Why don't you go first? Yeah, I'm going with Kenny Galladay. He's a guy who I was taking um, like with a late first in rookie drafts. I was purchasing him for in the offseason. And uh, I just, you know, he can't stay healthy. His quarterback plays all over the place. Um He's, you know, Kadarius, Tony, and Shepard are about to be coming back. And, uh, I mean, he looked pretty good last – or yesterday. And then, he, you know, he got injured again and he wasn't targeted after that. So, um, I just feel like his best days are probably always going to be with Stafford mm-hmm. back in Detroit. So, um, yeah, I, I just – I don't see him, like – I don't see how his trajectory is going up. I think it's going to keep going down. I think the Giants will try to keep him relevant, at least for the rest of this year and probably partly for the next season. But uh, I just don't think he really he really has it to be a wide receiver one or even like a top like 15 to 18 wide receiver. I think he's probably more going to be a flex play at best. Okay. Uh, my chills for the week uh, kind of comes with an asterisk, and that's Kyle Pitts. Um, the asterisk is one. I know that rookie tight ends take uh, you know a while to develop, right? Um, right. Two. I know, or, or I should say, I still have him ranked my dynasty tight end one. I just want to make that clear. Um, but you know, with Ridley out, uh, he's just been seeing. Uh, much different coverage, more double coverage, more help coverage. Um, you know, uh, with uh, the emergence of CPAT, um, you know, definitely a lot of looks going uh, going CPAT's way. With mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, you know, definitely uh, on what seems like an accelerated decline. Uh, in other words, Pitts, while still my dynasty tight end one, has not given the season one returns that I think a lot of people thought were coming, even with the understanding that, you know, rookie tight ends don't often hit. He, he was called special, generational, freak, beast. Uh, you know, um, he's going to be the exception to the rookie tight end story. And it just, we just haven't seen it. Yeah, I, it, it hurts me to see in there because I, I was huge on Kyle Pitts. I mean, I think he's, yeah, he's going to be a, a monster. He's had some really big blow-up games already as a rookie. But, I mean, that the, unfortunately, what happened to Calvin Ridley didn't help him. And uh, Matt Ryan has been laying on his back. So, I do think, yeah, like you said, um, better, better days are ahead of him. However, I was hoping he was going to be a little bit more, more consistent this year, too. So. Right on. Well, that'll, that just about does it uh, for us. You can find me on Twitter at FFJunkie underscore. Scott, where, where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, mine is going to be at FF underscore Fire 911. And I just released some rankings for quarterback. And uh, I got running back, wide receiver, and tight end coming. And also look out for my, my rookie report cards that will be coming out soon. 
Okay. Looking forward to it. And you can follow the show at Dynasty Fever Pod on Twitter. Uh, my rankings are going to be at fantasyandframes.com. Uh, I rank positionally. I don't really rank overall. It's just yeah. that the, the software that we use um, spits out an overall based on your, your, your positionals. But anyway, you can find right. them there. Uh, and so that's a wrap for us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you, everybody.